0: Hey, let's talk about your Giants and how good of a start they've had.
1: You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from
0: all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League.
1: Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up. It's a football podcast. I'm Corey. I'm joined by Daniel. How you doing tonight, Daniel? Hello, doing good. Awesome. Uh, Tony is on vacation this week. Uh, his birthday was yesterday. If you know Tony or have him on Twitter, uh wish him a happy birthday. Daniel, do you know what Tony is up to this week? Do you have any idea? <laughs> no clue.
0: When we texted him, he said something about being on the water. And so I'm not sure if that was A, his pool, B, a river, or C, an ocean somewhere.
1: I'm trying to find the text. It was uh, (laughs) very weird. Here it is. Uh, He said. Hold on. I'm trying to find it here. Where the hell did it go? Oh, he said, I just wiped my ass with a sock on the banks of the river. (laughs) Don't know what tomorrow will bring. So I went ahead and told him just to take the night off, get his life in order, enjoy his vacation. Uh, We'll get into a little news here. Uh, Big news here in Indy. My Colts, uh, Wentz gets foot surgery, kind of freak injury. It sounded like something from uh, possibly like a high school injury. And it kind of popped back up. How true that is, we don't know, but the Colts took the safe route, went ahead, had him get surgery, supposed to be five to 12 weeks, uh, could be back for the season opener. opener. That's best-case scenario. And it turns out it's the exact same situation for Big Q, Quentin Nelson, who got the same surgery two days after Carson Wentz did. Um, Uh, Yikes. Yeah, pretty wild. He uh, went to – I don't know if he said it on Twitter or where he said it, but he said – no time for pity. Fuck that. Truth is, I'm thankful. Thankful the early part of the timetable says five weeks. That gives me five weeks to do everything I can physically and mentally to be ready to go week one and smash these goals. Uh, what do you think, Daniel? Uh I I see a lot of people worried about, like, Jonathan Taylor's draft value. Uh, are you worried about any of this?
0: I mean, I, I guess I am because... Not only do you lose your starting quarterback, so we're I mean, we're gonna assume Jacob Eason is the quarterback for now. Is that what you're thinking too?
1: Yeah, I don't I don't see them going and making any extra moves. Yeah, I don't either. And then
0: and then you lose I mean, maybe the best lineman in the entire NFL. Um I think it was easier to replace Carson Wentz than it was Quentin Nelson. And I don't know who the Colts left guard backup is, but you, you've just got to figure that it's going to affect Jonathan Taylor. So now teams are licking their chops. You know they were already going to stack the box, but now uh, it'll it'll be hard for the Colts to establish some run there. They're going to have to they're going to have to avoid a lot of that rush.
1: I'm I'm like less worried. Quick passes. Yeah, 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 I'm less worried about Quentin Nelson missing part of the season uh, than I am Carson Wentz missing time. I could see them holding Carson out a couple extra weeks to make sure he's 100 percent a go. But I think a guy like Quentin Nelson, he's obviously tough. I think once he feels like he can play, he's going to go in and he's going to be plug and play. I expect Nelson to be there week one. Um, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, based on that, I I, I I would love to see it initially. I thought, you know, being like 300 pounds or whatever he is, it's going to take him a lot longer than Carson Wentz. But with that attitude and how tough the guy is, dude, I don't doubt
1: him. <laughs> he's He's an absolute monster. Uh, we're here in a few minutes. We're going to do a rookie dynasty mock draft. I know it's a little late in the season, but, uh, me and Daniel are actually in a league and we're meeting in person this weekend to do that, uh, for our dynasty league. So there's gotta be some other, uh, leagues out there that are a little late to the party. So we'll be getting into that here in a few speaking of the Colts. Um, and I think this would be awesome if Phillip rivers come in and play four or five games, that'd be nice plug and play, but He's saying he might be open to playing late in the season. Um, You know, if one of these playoff teams, if they have a QB go down like Ben Roethlisberger, he could be a uh, solid little pickup there at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I don't see him coming back for really any team but the Colts. I think that's the only reason this is in, like, the headlines. I, I don't know that he would even want to join a new organization that he's not familiar with. I think it's either, like, you know, late season addition to the Colts, if they really need him, if Carson Wentz is taken forever to heal in this injury, or he's just going to stay retired. That's just kind of how I'm looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah I th- it's kind of makes me feel good that, you know, obviously Carson and it sucks that he has the injury history does. It's not his fault, but you know, if it's late in the season we're you know, the record's good, we're making the playoffs and Carson goes down, we might be able to lean on Phillip rivers. And that'd be nice. Um, other huge yeah. news today. Let me see if I can get it on the screen real quick. Jameis Winston was uh, seen in practice today. Absolutely slaying the, so I guess the running backs do this drill called the gauntlet and it's like this machine that, uh, not really a machine. It's just a, I don't know, an iron thing with, uh, what do you even call them? Bags that the running backs run through for like ball protection here. I'll play. uh, (laughs) I'll play it on the screen real quick is going to be able to step up to make some plays. So, to me, I I view, personally, I view James- All the running backs go through nice and smooth and here comes Jameis. Just <laughs> just getting absolutely knocked back and forth, falls out of the uh <laughs> almost falls on his face. Absolutely incredible. Um
0: I wish I could see this. I, I can't see it on the screen.
1: Yeah, that that stinks. Let me see if there's a yeah. way I can I'm trying it. to I'm
0: trying to look for this cuz I love a good fail.
1: No, it was bad. So I guess a little conversation we could have is have you heard who's taken the uh snaps in uh, New Orleans?
0: What I have heard is it's every other day. Um there's a new QB one. So like it's it's Taysom Hill today and Jameis tomorrow and then Taysom Hill the next day. Uh, I don't know. I really don't. They're both talking like they're locked in at QB one and Tainton has talking about how his off season's totally different prepping for a season at quarterback. And I, I don't know what to believe. I have no clue. I don't think we're going to find out about this until literally like the night before week one.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. But, uh, James, James's performance there in the gauntlet definitely probably didn't help his, uh, <laughs> his chances at the starting job. Uh, you also said Joe Burrow's not looking great.
0: Yeah, I was reading um, a beat reporter that was on site today's article today. And this is this is a direct quote. It's, it's kind of long, but bear with me. It says, Joe Burrow, it's just not good right now. Throws that felt like layups last year are dropping harmlessly away from receivers or easily broken up by multiple defenders. There might be a multitude of reasons for the struggles, but this has been ugly. At one point, pressure pushed into his face, and Burrow lifted his leg into the air, almost to avoid any contact with the close pocket. It makes you wonder if the knee is still in his head, but that's strictly guesswork. I mean, I would assume that as well. The bottom line is there's no way to say his play looks comfortable at this point, and this isn't at all what you have seen from Burrow, even in the early camp moments of last season. No one is saying it won't turn around. In fact, it almost certainly will soon. But if we are looking at Tuesday, we are looking at a quarterback who went 5 of 12 with one completion longer than 10 yards against a rush trained cool. not to get near him.
1: Wow. <laughs> so wow. They just are
0: ripping into him. So I guess he looks just really bad right now. Which,
1: That's crazy. I, catastrophic
0: I did. knee injury. I mean, he's, he probably is a little bit in his head, but.
1: I do he hope he turns, turns it around. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of Burrow coming out. I mean, I think he's got all the tools, but um, yeah, I don't know. I hope it works out. I got Jamar Chase on one of my dynasty teams, so I definitely want him getting the ball. Uh, the only other thing I think you want to talk about real quick here in the news before the uh, mock draft is Dan Quinn. Let <laughs> yes. me let me get this. I'm going to watch the video real quick. Well, t- normally what I do is I get... <laughs> I'll get two venti. I go, you know, Starbucks. I get two venti of the pipe with two shots in them. So black eye and both. <laughs> That's what I come in with. That's how I start the day. So, well, to normally what I do he is said, I get. get said, <laughs> I don't know. I I kind of like them. Uh, I
0: I'm coming around. I was you know I thought. Initially, when he was having those um, press conferences at the beginning about taking people's knees out, I'm like, "Here we go, just some meathead in here to to fire up the guys, and no one's going to respond." But I, (laughs) I mean, the press conferences are going to be entertaining, and what the unfortunate part is, he's going to have to bring light to what's probably going to be a bad season.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know what, I'm, I think, and I, I need to pull up the sports book, but. I, th- I think I'm taking the over on whatever the Lions' win total is because let's not forget Jared Goff is not a bad quarterback, and he's been to the Super Bowl. So I think he's going to play a lot better than people expect him to, and I think they could surprise some people this year and actually win a decent handful of football games.
0: I, I agree with that. There's a lot of people that say, you know, J- Jared Goff is a product of Sean McVay, and he would be nothing without him, but John McVay – I mean, Jared Goff still had to do what Sean McVay was telling him. And, like, Jared Goff still had several games to where it was just endless second and third reads were who he was completing the passes to. It's not like Sean McVay was like, okay, you're going to run this play, and this guy's going to be open in, like, 2.3 seconds, so just keep looking at him. I mean, it's not that easy. Jared Goff had to adjust to defenses, and, yeah, he, he led him to a Super Bowl. He's He's... You know, he, he's way better than average. I'll say that. Yeah. Um if we look here, I'm looking uh let's see.
1: I mean that year they had probably the most high flying offense right next to the Chiefs. He absolutely played out of his mind. He was MVP candidate for God's sake.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Um, let's see, Chiefs Rams. I'm going down here. Detroit.
1: Four and a half. Oh, smash the over. Yeah, I
0: haven't really done like a deep dive into their schedule yet but i mean you gotta figure you're playing you're playing green bay twice you're probably gonna lose both of those games um you're playing the vikings twice the vikings should be a better team than were last year the bears i could easily see them winning you know at least one of those games with the bears but yeah i four and a half just
1: so low (laughs) it's really low i just i think i mean I think the lions absolutely got out of there real solid in that trade. You got picks and uh, you got a starting quarterback. I don't think they're in desperate need of like searching for another one. So I like, I kind of like what the lions have going on. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think it's time we got into this uh, dynasty mock draft. That's what the uh, 30,000 people showed up for. Um, (laughs) So if you're not familiar in dynasty fantasy football, Uh, You start off, you do a normal draft, kind of like you do every year uh, in your redraft leagues. But uh, the following year, there's not another normal draft. You only draft rookies, and it's pretty exciting. It's different. Kind of makes you feel like you're running a uh, real NFL team. You're planning for the future. You might draft somebody knowing that they're not going to play right away. Maybe you're banking on them being productive in a year or two. So there's a lot of interesting things to think about. We've got a 12-team PPR uh, league set up here and we're just going to do three rounds. Uh, we're not going to get too crazy here. Uh, Daniel's got the four spot. I'll be at the eight. Um, so it should be pretty interesting. Are you ready to go?
0: Yeah. Uh, the thing I'll mention too, is in all these rookie drafts, obviously every team is different and their, their roster construction is built differently. So I I think I, I'm going to speak for Corey here. I think we're both going to take the same approach and just do best player available. Um, but in this situation, you know, if you're sitting at my pick here at the four spot and you know, you, you don't have a quarterback and you know, your roster is really struggling and there's a position you're really dialed in on. Um, we're just kind of throwing that out the window today and we're just going to kind of take best available. So
1: cool. Well, let's get it started. We'll, uh, before our picks, we'll run off, um, who got drafted ahead of us. So we kind of have an idea who's left on the board. Here we go. Starting the draft. First off the board is Najee Harris, pretty popular in a lot of drafts. Um, you're getting a workhorse running back, which is really important. And then Kyle Pitts, Jamar chase, and then Daniel, you're on the clock at four.
0: Yeah. These are the consensus one, two, three. So I was expecting all three of these guys to be gone. Um, so I was thinking a little bit ahead of time on this four pick. Um, I like kind of going, um, either Javante Williams or Travis Etienne here in this four spot, um, with it being a full PPR and with the year that we have ahead of us of projected starting uh, running backs, I'm leaning towards Travis Etienne. But I like I like Javante Williams better, um, so I'm going to take Javante Williams. I think he might, um, I think he might actually be a starter for most of the year there in Denver. So wow, yep.
1: I think I would have gone ETN there PPR. Yeah, I, you know,
0: for you know, like we like we talked about roster construction. Um, if you need a running back to contribute right now, ETN would have been the pick. Um, but you know, we don't know what's going to happen there in that backfield if he's going to be sharing with James Robinson. He is a rookie. He's got a rookie at QB, and we don't know what his team's going to be like. I mean, the safer pick for this year is probably Travis ETN. But I think long term, Javante is going to have a Solid career there.
1: Cool. Uh, ETN goes off the board at five right behind Daniel, and then it's Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, the two Alabama guys. I'm on the clock here at eight. Uh, Just to give you an idea of the top of my board, I got Lawrence here, Trey Sermon, Michael Carter, Rashad Bateman, and then the other QBs after that. Um, I think I kind of, like we said, we're going best player available. And I think in a real NFL draft, especially early in the first round, you want to go with as little risk as possible. And I look at Lawrence. I think he's he's got the Andrew Luck skill set. He can use his legs. He's probably going to be r- running the ball in for a couple touchdowns this year. Um, he, he should be pretty – he should have quite a bit of volume in the pass game. Trey Sermon, uh, San Francisco, that's a uh, backfield by committee most of the time. New York Jets, Michael Carter, Um I, they really haven't had a run game in a long time. And I don't like a, a, a wide receiver in Baltimore like Rashad Bateman. So I want to go ahead and take Trevor Lawrence. I think I know what I'm getting for sure. And I feel really good coming out of the first round with a solid player.
0: Yep. I like that a lot. Uh, um, so <laughs> uh, right after your pick, you mentioned Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon goes 1-9 and then Michael Carter one ten. 10 So both the guys that you were considering there went right after you. And then Rashad Bateman. Uh, And then Justin Fields rounds out the first round at 112. And then we start the second round here. Trey Lance at 2-1. And I think that's getting really popular there. Um, Those three guys at QB with Justin Fields and Trey Lance being kind of late first, early second round picks. And then Elijah Moore. And then Kenny Gainwell um, got thrown in the mix there at 2-3, and I'm on the clock at 2-4 here. Yeah,
1: just uh, real quick, guys like uh, Justin Fields and Trey Lance, you know, we've seen Pat Mahomes and Justin Herbert be league winners in, early in their careers. So if you're not sure about these other players on the board, uh, snatching one of those guys could turn out to be super uh, beneficial to your team if they pop.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm sitting here. The the running backs. I mean, the the good ones are are gone. So it's really just drafting backups at this point. Um, I'm I'm looking at the top of the board here at the wide receivers, and it's kind of a group of three there, just kind of glaring there: Rondale Moore, Terrace Marshall, and Amon-Ra St. Brown. And I'm actually going to take Terrace Marshall here um, in in Carolina. I think Sam Darnold's going to lead that passing attack and have a, have a better year than they did last year. And I think Robbie Anderson is probably gone after this year. Um, so I think Terrace Marshall is going to be involved this year, but also kind of take over that Robbie Anderson role moving forward. So, um, I think he's a, he's an incredible player and I liked him a lot going into drafts. Uh,
1: Daniel takes Terrace Marshall at the two, four, right after that, St. Brown goes off the board. What's his first name? Amon Ra. Amon Ra. He's gotten some praise up there in Detroit.
0: Um Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you look at the you look at who he has to compete with. I mean, that was gonna be my second pick. When I was looking at Amon Ra, St. Brown, Terrace Marshall, and Rondale Moore, it went in that order. Terrace Marshall, Amon Ra, St. Brown, Rondale Moore. Um, because yeah, who else is Jared Goff going to throw to other than TJ Hawkinson up there? Yep. So as far as rookies opportunity, he's he's on the top of the list there.
1: And then after St. Brown at the sixth pick in the second round, Pat Friermuth goes off the board. Then Chuba Hubbard, a guy you really like, the uh, yep. backup in Carolina, he is kind of a uh, McCaffrey 2.0. Um, and uh, McCaffrey, love Chuba Hubbard. McCaffrey's had trouble getting on the field, so uh, he, he could see some snaps this year. And then here at the two I'm absolutely jumping up and down. My boy Rondale Moore's here. I've got Zach Wilson on the board, Kadarius Toney. Um, Amari Rogers in green Bay Kadarius, Tony just kind of worries me. Um, I don't think, I don't know. I feel like the giants aren't great at drafting wide receivers and he didn't really see like, any, seem like anything special whenever I was watching his video. Uh, what probably, about Odell? I, yeah, I, that's why I, I kind I didn't go all in there. I, <laughs> they, they did draft Odell Beckham, but <laughs> I like Zach Wilson here. I do already have a quarterback. I'm going to go ahead and take Rondale Moore. He's my favorite guy here. I think he has a chance to absolutely gobble up passes in that Arizona offense. He's the guy who can get across the field quick. If Kyler Murray's running out, he needs he needs somebody to dump it off to. I could see him catching a bunch of balls just coming across the field all year. Um, I think he could pop early.
0: Nice. Um yeah, after your pick, Zach Wilson.
1: Um, you seem to
0: be predicting the uh, the next picks here when whenever you're up because uh, Zach Wilson and Kadarius Toney went right off the board after you picked. Um, and then Mac Jones. So we have five QBs gone by the end of the second. Um, so you guys out there that are waiting to do rookie drafts that are might take the wait-on-QB approach. Um, take your guy in the second round, because the ADPs on these guys are, are rising up boards, just from what Corey said there, or the just the safety of what you're getting at the position. Um, and then Ramondre Stevenson, Corey's boy. I like him. Two twelve. 12 um, in New England running back. And then Amari Rogers went off the board at 3-1. Elijah Mitchell at 3-2. And then Brevin Jordan, the tight end, out of Miami, uh, went to... Uh, 3-3, so I'm sitting here on the clock looking at a couple different uh, receivers once again. Uh, Javian Hawkins, um, if you guys are unfamiliar, undrafted free agent running back uh, for the Atlanta Falcons. The only reason that he's intriguing here is because Mike Davis is the starting running back, and there's kind of that thought in the back of people's minds. Is he actually going to be the starting running back? I think I took him in third rounds of multiple drafts, but... I'm actually going to take somebody else here. I really like Nico Collins um, for the Houston Texans. I know he's on the Texans, um, but they they don't have a whole lot of options in town. I mean, I know they just added Anthony Miller. Um, they have Brandon Cooks. They just traded away Randall Cobb. So there's a lot of moving pieces there. But he's 6'4", 222, built like an X receiver. And when Deshaun Watson comes back, whenever that is – I think Nico Collins is going to gonna kind of morph into that Will Fuller, um, you know, missing vacated role that Deshaun Watson loved. Mr. All Reliable, but also can play a great possession receiver. I love Nico Collins. I took him at the
1: 3-4. Sweet. After uh, Nico Collins, Kyle Trask comes off the board. He's in Tampa. I did not know that. Um, and then – Jay oh, Hawk, yeah. Jay Hawkins, I have no idea who that is.
0: Jay, the guy I was just talking about, the undrafted oh. uh, rookie free agent, Jamie yep, Javion Hawkins.
1: And then Trimble, tight end, comes off the board. What's his first name?
0: Tommy. He Tommy was the uh, Notre Dame, Notre Dame tight yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Ian Thomas has been very underwhelming there, so they they went ahead and took another tight end this year high.
1: Cool. Uh, I'm here at three eight kind of looking at the board, you're late in the rookie draft. Just get somebody you like. I'm looking at Deami Brown, Dwayne Eskridge, Josh Palmer, Tutu Atwell, Des Fitzpatrick, Kylan Hill, Tylen Wallace. All guys you you really probably shouldn't know, but uh, if, you're, if you're into <laughs> dynasty football, you're probably going to know who they are. Um, yep. I like Tutu Atwell, and it's kind of for the same reason I liked Van Jefferson last year. Oh, I man. Just, I just expect, um, I just expect the offense to be high flying. Hopefully, he gets on the field. Um, and I do know Tutu Atwell is a pretty explosive uh, athlete. I think he was a either kick or punt returner in college, so uh, he's got some speed. I know Sean McVay likes him a lot, and I'm going to snatch him up here at the three eight to finish my draft.
0: I really did not expect that. I thought you were going to take Deami Brown there. <laughs> It's funny, because out of all those guys, if you wouldn't have taken him, I was about to just lay into Tutu Atwell. I just, I just don't like those guys.
1: <laughs> you, you don't like Tutu
0: Atwell? No. I, I mean, I know. So it says something, that they took him in the second round. That that always says something. And Sean McVay, you know, Mr. Offensive Mind, takes a wide receiver in the second round, but he's 5'9", 160. And you're right, he was mostly just a punt returner and kick returner, which I think that's why they drafted him. I know the Rams had, I think it was like Farrow Cooper um, is the name, but I really think they just drafted him for mostly special teams because even if he does great, he's like the fourth stringer because you got Cup, Robert Woods, and then Van Jefferson's really good. So I, I just don't see him doing much with the Rams. I really don't. Well, I, but, hope, you're, I hope you're wrong. Uh, very well, could be. No one, here's what I've learned no one knows anything until it actually happens.
1: That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, then, Di- and, uh, yeah, to close it out, yeah. Diami Brown goes off the board, and then T. McKitty, Trey, <laughs> Trey uh, McKitty, tight
0: end and uh, the tight end spots wide open in uh, LA for the Chargers. So they signed Jared Cook in the offseason, but um, they they Nobody knows what's going to happen there. They have Josh Palmer, who they took. He's a big wide receiver. Uh, Donald Parham, who they had last year at tight end. Trey McKitty, who they really love. So that, that could potentially be a very, very good pick.
1: And then, here, I'll let you read off the last two. You know the name's better. Okay, Kylan Hill.
0: Um, he's third stringer now in Green Bay in the running back. And then Dwayne Eskridge, who Seattle took in the second round so then again a second round guy and then he's going in the back of the third rounds um he's kind of been sitting out camp so far this year but another five nine rookie wide receiver there that they took in the second round Dwayne Eskridge so that that concludes our three round rookie draft
1: awesome um so I came out with Trevor Lawrence Rondale Moore Tutu Atwell uh what'd you finish with
0: Javante Williams, Terrace Marshall, and Nico Collins.
1: Cool. Hey, did you see um, one of the Patriots coaches talking about Ramondre Stevenson? No. What he said. Somebody said, "What does Stevenson need need to do to improve?" And all he said was, "Everything." So, <laughs> I don't know if he was just being a coach or if he sucks. So.
0: <laughs> oh. It was funny. Did you see uh, – I, I was about to mention this with Rondale Moore. Did you see what DeAndre Hopkins said about him? No. Uh, he said – I, I don't have the direct quote in front of me. I really wish that I did, but DeAndre Hopkins said something like, he hasn't done anything to impress me yet.
1: <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get off here?
0: Um – I just saw that Levine Toilolo tore his Achilles, uh, so the Giants' backup tight end. So that's not good. Oh, hey, let's talk about your Giants and how good of a start they've had, because this is this has officially been dubbed your team of the year after the last show.
1: I know it. I know it. Oh,
0: uh, the big brawl. Uh, they, I, I wish I had some quotes in front
1: of me. They've got um, a new coach, a right?
0: Yeah. Um, isn't it Joe Judge?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, it sounds like they're not a fan of doing the, uh, a lot of people have been talking about it, like how he's punishing grown men. Um, a lot of people don't seem to be a fan of that.
0: What? Oh my God. I mean, they had an all out brawl, a full team brawl and their starting quarterback was at the bottom of the pile. I love it. I but love you it. don't
1: expect to, You don't expect the players to get screamed at for that. I mean, I guess, but I don't know. People, people are, th- this uh, making them run laps is apparently a big deal in the NFL. And did you hear that two players retired the day after? No. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Who was it? They were older. They both got signed on Saturday and then they both retired after the whole uh, event.
0: Oh my God. One was a linebacker. One was an
1: offensive lineman.
0: Jeez. Did you see uh, Kenny Galladay grabbing his hamstring leaving practice? Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. He's hurt already. Not good.
1: Well, I hope they get their shit together. I do like Daniel Jones getting in the mix, though. I love it. I like Daniel yeah. Jones a lot. I, really I wish like we had lot. video
0: footage so that we could see Daniel Jones rip off a guy's helmet and deck him in the mouth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I think that's it for tonight. Thank you all. To uh, to all the people who have listened, make sure you're following the uh, Huddle Up Twitter Make sure you're set up for notifications when the podcasts go up. Tony's going to edit it tomorrow, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Have a good week. See you guys. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast.
0: Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay up. in the huddle. The huddle Up.
1: Team on three. One, two, three, three.